0: Well, the schools have stayed closed for a while. In 2023, we're still battling the consequences of COVID-19. It has caused significant changes in the education market, and we'll be exploring these changes today.
1: The market failure as a direct result of the pandemic has led to empty colleges across the United States and labeled coronavirus hotspots. Open days were reported to have fewer in-person students and attendance was at an all-time low, which left the government with no choice but to intervene.
0: Market failure is when the allocation of goods and services aren't efficiently distributed in a way that leads to a lack of equilibrium in the free market. The market failure in the education sector is a result of the pandemic and the importance of isolation and quarantining. Not only does this mean more government spending on research and development, testing and proper methods of self-regulation, it also means the underdevelopment of human capital. Hence, decreasing the number of people in society who are willing and able to contribute to the job market. And by extension, the economy. The lack of education could lead to fewer job opportunities, and countless underprivileged yet qualified applicants may struggle struggle for decent jobs. This results in lower standards of living and economic well-being, which potentially poses the threat of increased crime and violence.
1: Since the pandemic affects human health, the government cannot encourage in-person attendance of classes in order to pursue an education. Therefore, they need to consider the opportunity cost of, for example, spending on infrastructure to prioritize education and healthcare instead. However, even spending on prevention cures in 2020 was a dead end as vaccinations weren't fully developed or readily available until later. The article introduces the invisible hand theory, which is the unobservable market force that helps the supply and demand of goods in a free market reach equilibrium. Although the market forces were stabilized and relied on this theory, it can only go so far and free markets cannot solve externalities. Government intervention is now becoming nothing short of a necessity.
0: When the production of a good or service places external costs on a third party not involved in the market transaction or society as a whole without appropriate compensation, it is defined as a negative externality of production.
1: Since colleges base their decisions on their own self-interest and only consider their Marginal Private Cost, or MPC, which in this case would be the tuition fees received, they do not prioritize their students' health over attendance. Therefore, students incur a Marginal Social Cost, or MSc. However, the government has an obligation to ensure that its citizens are healthy and happy. Although there is a socially desired level of university students, society must sacrifice health in order to have an educated human capital, and therefore incur negative spillover costs associated, such as the spread of the pandemic. The difference between Q1 and Q2 or Q star on the diagram represents the welfare loss. We're here with the expert today and we're going to be asking three questions to her. The first question is, what do you think about the negative externality of the production graph and its relevance in the economic world? I believe that the negative externality of production is important to note
0: in the context of the economical world. The graph is effective in showing the depth of the negative
1: externality, i.e. the difference between the MSC and the EBC. The second question is, what are the less obvious negative spillover effects and its long-term effects on society?
0: A less obvious negative spillover cause could be the discrepancy between income levels. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. The long-term effects on society would be the low global
1: interdependence. The third question is, what do you think about the current solutions in place by the government? I think they
0: are very effective
1: as the government makes huge investments in testing,
0: tracing, and quarantine. A few colleges have reopened without spreading the virus in their communities. With science, there are strategies identified that allow colleges to open safely. Economics economics definitely can't progress without science.
1: The negative externalities of production are evident through the welfare loss that is experienced through the pandemic because the effect on society is severe and extremely disadvantageous. As the article states, when one actor's choices affects the economic well-being of others, as with infection and pollution, the invisible hand theory does not develop the best outcome for society. As we've established previously, this means that government intervention is the only way. The government can help through three major ways which we've classified as PCM, prevent, cure, and maintain. The article
0: states that autonomy is the strength of American colleges and universities, but that very autonomy has made a coordinated response impossible. Only in places with with strong oversight and governance of colleges did schools move quickly to keep campuses closed. Even with the need for government intervention to nullify these negative externalities, it would still be difficult to do so in places without strong governance of colleges. In order to ensure education is still received by communities, the government could subsidize technological companies so that the schools have the option of remote learning. With the development of technologies, universities and schools could negate the externality of decreased levels of educated civilians and prevent lower
1: literacy rates. As stated before, the government can intervene through PCM, prevent, cure, and maintain. For prevent, preventing the pandemic by making masks and sanitizers more available. Although this is the more plausible and efficient solution, this alone will not correct market failure. So it has to be paired with cure or maintain. Cure is spending for testing and vaccinations to ensure that prevention is temporary and to alleviate some of the citizens' worries and panic. However, as previously mentioned, in 2020, we didn't have as much knowledge or information as we do right now, which causes the government to not be able to do much for the market. Maintaining is ensuring that the rules and regulations are abided by citizens and the number of cases remain at a low so that schools can eventually open. Getting schools and universities to open quickly is the only way to revert market failure and cause education and literacy rates to return to normal. The biggest affected stakeholder in this scenario is the
0: community and the citizens, because the pandemic restricts their ability to go to school, work, and connect with others in a way that's natural for humans. Therefore, it's the government's responsibility to make the transitions as smooth and comfortable as possible for them in order to, to maintain higher levels of economic well-being and satisfaction within the country. The happier the people are, the less likely they are to move to different countries and contribute to their economies. Overall, the economical issue of negative externalities presented through this article is effective in illustrating COVID-19's implications on society and the economy as a whole. The possible market failure in the education sector being the result of the pandemic could cause short and long-term implications to the government and, and the economy, such as unemployment and increased mortality rates, which result in a decreased amount of people being able to contribute to society. There's an increased government spending on healthcare equipment, And etc causing an opportunity cost from other market areas in order to negate the implications there's a need for more government spending so students may return to campuses and face-to-face lectures thus diminishing the possible economical challenges faced by universities faced by university students due to a decrease or even loss of income